0: Peter, thank you so much for joining me and taking the time to have a chat to Mustard TV. Welcome to Norwich.
1: My great pleasure to be here.
0: Is it your first time in the city? It
1: <laughs> is my first time oh, in the city, yes.
0: Well, we are thrilled to have you. This is such an exciting uh, event for Gerald and uh, Mustard and Norwich as a city, but is it nice to be away from home? I call France your home now. Yeah, because well, technically, it is, yeah. French citizen. Yes. Is it nice to be back in the UK, obviously, born in Glasgow?
1: Um, nice to be back
0: or do you? Well feel I, I most always stuff? have mixed
1: feelings about it. It's, um, it's the time of year that's the problem.
0: January. Yes
1: <laughs> I keep trying to persuade my publishers that they should publish me in June or July yeah. um, and then it's fine coming back, but every year I come back and it's January and they send me up to Scotland and it's snow and ice and you know the weather's never the best. so I have mixed feelings about it.
0: And you're on a bit of a tour, so for the next month, you're going to be promoting your latest novel. Yes. Is there anywhere that you're most excited about going? Is it going to be really nice to go back to Scotland?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I. I mean, it's always it always feels like coming home. Um, but it it's. Um, I, well, special places. I mean, I was born in Glasgow, um, and that's always on the stop. Uh, we always do an event there, and sometimes two events. But um, the odd thing is, you know, um, I. Although I was born and raised in Glasgow, it's changed so much. I mean, I've been away for uh, probably about 18 years, and it's changed so much that when I go back, it kind of doesn't feel like the city I grew up in, you know, it's the next generation yeah. have made it theirs. Um, and oddly enough, the place that I feel most at home is uh, the Hebrides, oh. um, because, I, you know, I spent five six years uh, living and working up there when we were filming a TV show, and then of course, I set my trilogy up in the the, the hebrides and the thing about the Hebrides is when you go back, nothing has changed it 's like it 's exactly the same as it was twenty years ago, thirty years ago um, so there's that, that 's nice that 's a nice sense of homecoming you know
0: yeah, I bet, and talk to me about your career because what 's interesting is that You weren't popular in the UK to start with. You got rejected by a lot of publishers. And so you're a real um, example of, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. And it was France where you found your biggest success. Yeah. So what was that like? And did it ever stop you wanting to write? Was there a moment where you thought, OK, I've not been accepted in my home country?
1: Well, it's, uh, it's it's a funny thing. I mean, I've been writing all my life. I started off as a journalist. I uh, moved into television. I was a scriptwriter, script editor in television, and I quit TV in '96 to kind of focus totally on writing books. Up to that point, I'd written about four; they'd been published. Um,
0: Didn't you write your first one at age four? Well, well uh, yes. Well, yes.
1: Um, that's not really been published, it's, except, Not yet. It's except dream Except big. by me. Well, you can see it on the internet. Oh, very good. Because um, I made a little slideshow of it. it lasts <laughs> about thirty seconds, I love so it. you can tell it's a really long book. Um, uh, but, no, I, I mean, I, I, the first thing I, I wrote was a series set in China when I gave up. And, you know, so I, I, I spent a lot of time over the, the next seven, eight years uh, working in China, doing my research there, writing the books. They were published here in the UK. And actually they sustained me because they got published in various countries around the world. They, that, that sustained me for um, quite a number of years. Um, until about 2005 when uh, I'd finished that series um, and I was looking for something else to write and and I looked back to my time that I'd spent up in the islands um, and decided to set a book there and that was called The Black House and I thought it was, at the time, I thought it was the best thing I'd I'd ever written but it was universally rejected by all the publishing houses um, and that was very depressing, that was very, uh, I mean, yeah, it was probably, it was. I think the first time that I'd actually had a, um, a manuscript turned down in about 30 years.
0: Because you'd had such success with television yeah, and, and yeah, all of that kind of yeah. stuff. It must have been a really kind of rough um, time.
1: And it was, and, and the next, so I get, a, you know, I put that aside and I wrote the first of the Enzo files. I wrote Extraordinary People, and it got turned down by everybody. And, I, and at that point I thought, you know, what, you know, what does life hold for me now? Because um, I was getting on a bit. I was in my 50s and I'm thinking, Phew, what am I going to do? I mean, I, you know, because this is my sole means of making a living. Mm. So it, it, it was hard. I started to think, can I take early retirement? If I capitalise by selling the house, you know, will that sustain me through? You know, so I was really thinking, yeah, this dark thoughts and thinking, you know, this is not going to happen for me. And then it was really pure chance because I mean I was living and working in France at the time I had a French publisher who was publishing the China books which were doing quite well there um, and I, I had a, a, a conversation with her at a book fair my, my French publisher and told her that I had this manuscript sitting in a drawer that um, I thought was the best thing I'd written but nobody wanted to publish and she asked to see it and I sent it to her and she phoned me up about six weeks later and said I love it I want to buy world rights and um, I went, wow, <laughs> great, um, and it, it didn't matter to me that it was being published into French and published first in French. It was just being published, you know. This is Because books are like babies, you know, and when, when they get rejected, it's like people telling you you've got an ugly baby, you know. <laughs> you, you don't take to it very well. But it's here was somebody personal. saying, actually, I think your baby's quite, quite, a, quite a cute little thing, you know. So they were publishing the book. It came out in France, um, and it was, unexpectedly for me, huge success there and it won a whole raft of awards and then because they, the, the French publisher bought World Rights, they took it to the International uh, Book Fair in Frankfurt and they sold it everywhere and finally the Brits bought it and then it became, in Britain it became, you know, the biggest success of, of all because I, I did I turned that into the trilogy and the trilogy sold, I don't know, somewhere between two and three million copies just in the UK. Incredible. Um, so. That that transformed my life from you know my lowest ebb you know to yeah. um, to your sort of um, and it
0: can all turn around which brings can, us yeah. nicely to cast iron because mm. it has been it's been a little bit of a break how many years was it six years
1: yeah for uh, people I think it's I think it's yeah about six years so
0: what's been happening in that time to bring us <laughs> here.
1: Well, um, <laughs> which is a big I'd, question. I had, I mean, I'd written five books. These books were originally published in the United States. Mm-hmm. I'd got an editor for a publisher for them there, <coughs> and um, uh, <coughs> they'd all come out. I'd written five of them, and I had uh, a, a window uh, earmarked for writing the sixth book, which was going to be the final book. And um, for all sorts of reasons, that window closed on me, and I never got to write the book. Um, And I had contractual commitments to finish the trilogy and then a bunch of standalones. And um, there was just no opening for me to write it. And your readers were, um, you know, emailing and pestering me on Facebook and Twitter, where's the next Enzo, you know? Um, And I knew I had to make time for it. So uh, I keep getting confused about the years because we've just come into 2017. But the (laughs) end of 2015, I, I finally sat down and wrote it. And it meant I was writing two books that year, wow. um, which was quite a, a strain. But uh, last year I took off from writing um, as a kind of reward. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, Good. And so I, I, I sat down and I wrote that final book then, and it was um, it was a voyage of discovery for me because uh, you know I hadn't written for Enzo. I hadn't written that character for six years, or,
0: and. Uh, People just love him. Do you love him?
1: Out of interest, because well,
0: fans love him, and there's a lot of well, there's bits and pieces of you that are kind of mirrored. Yes. Some people have called him an alter ego. I'm hesitant as to whether. So to do well, that or a lot not. of
1: people, a lot of people um, uh, think Enzo is me because there are lots of parallels. You know when. He, was, he and I were of a similar age at the point when I started writing, and we both had ponytails. I no longer have it. Um, Devastating. He, he still has his. <laughs> he does, he does, yeah. he wears it well. And um, we, we both work in of baggy trousers and old shirts and things, and people called us old hippies. Um, I had, um, we both had uh, broken first marriages, uh, dysfunctional relationship with our daughters. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, as he worked that out through the series, I worked it out as well. So I have a, a really great relationship with my daughter now, so uh, that's not a problem.
0: And does that mean that when <laughs> you come to the end of um, a journey like this one, are you, I mean, are you happy to say that Carstein is the last one mm-hmm. at the end of us? It and is, when you yeah. come to that point, is it quite emotional? Do you feel like you're saying yeah. goodbye to Yes, you do.
1: Um, I think it... It's always the same when uh, you've written a series of any uh, length you get really uh, close to your characters and when you finish the series it's like saying goodbye to an old friend it's almost like death and you you almost go through a period of grieving sort of and
0: what's next, next. is it like you know grieving where you need to take some time and not write and not do things like that no i've got other? i've
1: got a deadline to meet oh. and I, have, I have to deliver <laughs> you got another publishes. yeah i've got to deliver another manuscript by uh, end of july so uh i'm going back to the islands for the next book um with uh, harris tweed being the background to it Uh, so great uh, i'm looking forward to that
0: okay well fantastic well please come back to norwich and tell us all about it when it's all out and done most Um, certainly i could talk for ages about this book (laughs) i absolutely loved it but thank you so much for taking the time out to chat to me it's lovely to meet you my
1: pleasure thanks